2: Hello everybody. Happy Thursday to you. December 1st, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll cow. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Nick Roush and Justin Galen here on your Thursday morning. Very, very cold outside. Roush, it, it fell on a good day. It fell. If it was going to be really cold, best to be on a Thursday because you can warm up with them. Some free coffee from Thornton's today.
1: Oh, it's it's my favorite day of the week. Um, I'm a little thrown off because college football isn't here this week. We didn't get any midweek action, but free coffee Thursday's here. Uh download the Thornton's Refreshing More app to to punch in, add that coupon uh to your to your account. And you go in, you put in your number, boom, free coffee. It's gonna be a great day. We do still have NFL football tonight, though, which I'm excited for. Bill's Patriots. So Uh, that that should be a good one. Um, and it was a pretty good night of college basketball
0: scoots. You did it. Yeah, buddy. Everything came up scoots yesterday. It was a, it was a great day. We got the Eastern Michigan win. We got the Indiana win. I didn't have to go to work. Like I thought I was going to have to do. Whoa. You didn't have to. I didn't No. Basically I called my buddy back. So for those that don't know, I got a call yesterday at like 11 o'clock from my manager. And-, and, and
1: here's the thing. I, I'm going to butt in real quickly, Scoots. TJ, I've never seen Scoops so mad yeah. in his entire life. Oh, I Like, he was MFing the entire studio. Like, we, we weren't on air or anything. I was just sitting there working. I've never seen this side of Scoots before. He was livid. Just the biggest peeping game of the year. He was so mad at the thought of having to go to work it- during it- the it- Indiana-North Carolina game.
2: And to take another step back, usually after the show... Uh, I've got to get out of there to get to the other job. Roush will sometimes hang around if he's got a few things he needs to type. Uh, and then Scoots just kind of you usually leave. Do you ever were you staying there yesterday because you were doing some of the shows there?
0: Yeah, so when I, when I run um, Hoosier Report and Spears, I typically stay. I'll, I'll run out real okay. quick to grab b- breakfast or something, but I normally am back pretty quick. So, gotcha. yeah, I was just sitting here in the studio, and I get a call from my buddy, who's my manager, and so I just answer the phone, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Because I knew what he wanted. I, I knew exactly what he wanted. And it was funny, Ralph, you mentioned the MFers. As soon as I said that, my manager starts laughing, and I'm like, what is, what is so funny? And he was like, oh, we just had a bet if you would say MF or not. And I was like, well, <laughs> you're calling me to work on Indiana, North Carolina night. So, yeah, what do you think I'm going to say? But, yeah, so I didn't end up having to go in, so it was awesome. I got to sit on my couch and watch it.
1: That's, that, that is I'm, good. I'm too. really happy, Scoots, because I've, I've seen you. I, I just hadn't seen that side of you because it, it takes a lot to get you going. And, man,
0: yeah. you were, whew. I, I don't get mad very often. I'll, I'll put it that way.
2: Well, uh, that, that's a good prank done by your other manager.
0: Oh, no, I just it wasn't a prank. They were serious. I just threw enough of a fit that I didn't go it. Because I even told them, I was like, guys, I'll come in and I'll work until 830, 9 o'clock if you want to get somebody else in to work those last two hours. But I'm not watching that game at work. I'm sorry. I'm just not.
2: Wow. Scooch laid down the law and... I'm glad. I'm glad your day turned around, because if if I heard Spears talk to you the way that he talked to you to end yesterday's show, I was going to (laughs) drive to the studio and have to straighten things out.
0: In his defense, it was a really bad joke, I said.
2: It was no worse than any other joke that's ever been made on that show. That's true. They ripped poor Scoots. They ripped him, And then Scoots kind of got in his little defensive, like, well, if it was such a bad joke, I'll just end the show right now. And Spears, <laughs> he, 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 he puckered up. He was like, no, 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 finish the show, please. So way to go, Scoots.
0: I was in rare form yesterday.
2: Yeah. He, and then it, and that worked out for you because you had Eastern Michigan have a come-from-behind win down big at halftime, and they get win number two. So in the $500 bet between Trevor Kelsey and Justin Kalen, Between Eastern Michigan and UofL, total wins throughout the season. I love that we made such a big stink about whether or not postseason would be included or not, as if it's going to matter for either one of these teams. (laughs) Louisville, zero wins. Eastern Michigan, now its total moves to two after being stuck on one for a very long time. Scoots, you get a little bit of breathing room, buddy.
0: I am. I'm feeling good. And then the best part of yesterday, actually, when I was listening to the Rutherford show, which... By the way, I have no idea what was going on with that. When I tuned in, it was Trevor and uh, the Ryan boy sitting there doing radio. And Trevor was talking about how much money he's making off of Louisville and and betting against them. He was like, well, it doesn't even matter because then I'm going to turn around and give it all to scoots.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. And that's true. Yeah, we get, we're going to talk about that as well. Rutherford was a late scratch yesterday. So Trevor in the afternoon show was scrambling a little bit and ultimately had to settle on. Roush, myself, and Alex Cupper, former U of L star and NFL offensive lineman. Uh they we were we were the guest on yesterday's show. Wow. Roush, I listened to you. It was it was good stuff. Uh I I obviously listened to myself and then I, I listened to Alex Cupper. The good news about you and, and and I Roush is we did not cuss three times on the air. So I, I would have to say that. Uh, we were the the top guest on yesterday's show.
1: Oh wow! Did they had did did P Diddy from the city have to dump him?
2: Well, he would have if he knew how to dump him. Uh, Trevor thought yesterday would be a good day to let P Diddy from the city run the board by himself, which was just what a I mean, no offense to uh, Patrick or or Trevor or anybody that was making that, those decisions yesterday. What a horrible decision! The show was already kind of in a tough spot where you didn't have the main host, you probably would want the main producer to be running the board. Uh, uh-huh. but, but no, he, Trevor was not running it. So Patrick did not know how to dump it. And so you had three poops, but they didn't say poop on the air. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I did. Um, I appreciated that at, at least when Patrick, when he was trying to figure out how to use the phones, at least he was calling me instead of, like, an actual professional because the amount of he, – he, he was struggling to push all the right buttons for a little bit. It took us a while. Had to call me a couple times to get it figured out. But we, we did get it figured out uh, in time. So there, that was at least uh, a positive. Um, and it's also fun to just kind of rain on their parade.
2: Yeah, uh, I had a good time talking with him. We talked some World Cup, and then I, I just had to set them straight about how terrible – the current state of U of all basketball is, but, uh, yeah, it, it was nice. Yeah. They had trouble with me too. He called, he was like, hello. And I was like, Hey, what's up? He's like, I, I can't hear anybody. If somebody's there, I can't even hear him, Trevor. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and, then, and then the next thing I know, it was just like, all right, well, we're on the air. I think we got him. I think we have him." I was like, yeah, I'm here. Let's 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 chat.
1: Mine was funny. Cause I could hear Trevor. Like it wasn't coming through the microphone into the phone. It was just him faintly in the other room, just being Trevor. And so I was like, well, this yeah. this can't be right.
2: Yeah, well, it all worked out. We hope that Rutherford feels better and maybe back in, in the big seat uh, today. But it was fun. I mean, it was good experience for Patrick when he was talking. I thought he did really well. I just mm-hmm. maybe needs a little bit more practice behind the board before uh, letting him run the show by himself, because then you could get a potty mouth on the show and, and you could be in, in some big time trouble. Well, Scoot- or go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I mean, can you blame Louisville fans for cursing on
2: air right now? No, I could not. No, yeah. And cover like when he was cursing, it was more of like giving kind of like raw raw speeches than like that was the, that was the context of it. Uh, he was just like, you got to get your bleep together, you know. You just got to start. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Always good hearing <laughs> from him. Scoots, thanks to the Hoosiers, I'm 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 richer this morning.
0: Yeah, I uh, hats off to you for believing in them. I I don't know why I didn't believe in that spread. Because I know how team how good this team is, so that's on me. But congrats to you for for following your I, gut. I, I feel you know I, I
2: saw a bunch of Kentucky fans tweeting about it yesterday too. Like that's a great win for IU. A lot to be excited about. Uh, legitimately a solid team this year. Final four aspirations. I, I certainly don't think are off the table for the Hoosiers. But Roush, I don't know. Like, has everybody forgotten about home court advantage in college basketball? Is, is this like? Has this slipped everybody's mind? Do do we need to have a couple months of the sport before we realize that, like, really good teams can lose to bad teams on the road, let alone good teams can lose to really good teams on the road? Uh, I Like, that was a no-brainer for me last night. That was the biggest home game for IU in a while. Uh, they They have momentum. They have some mojo. UNC's hurting a little bit. That was easy money. I hope people listened last night.
1: The, uh... I think the reason why they might have been a little hesitant like I was, A, I knew I couldn't make it up for the whole game. So it's like, I'm not going to force myself to. Because if I got a bet, I like to stay up and see it through. Um, but secondly, the six points, six feels like a lot. Um, and they were kind of tiptoeing around it for a while. Ultimately ended up winning by 12. But that game really was never in doubt. They caught, struggled. Uh, I was able to at least get the first half. Scoots. I this is something I gotta I gotta know the answer to. What's up with the 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 lefty wearing number fifty three and shooting threes? What's up with that?
0: Tamar Bates?
1: What, what what's up with that? That's weird. Yeah, what is up what? with that, Scoot?
0: Oh, that he's wearing fifty three
1: and he's shooting. Gosh, threes. I have like, to. What, that...
0: Oh, I have to look it up. Why the reason? I, I remember reading the story uh, last year why he's wearing fifty three. There is a special reason. What whether, whether that was like his grandpa's number or something. But yeah, that kid's gonna be a baller. Watch out for him. He's he's who they said made the most improvement this off season in terms of his shooting. So yeah, I'm really excited about tomorrow. And he had a daughter this off season, so he's got a little extra motivation to play for.
2: Well, I'm I'm just want you to know, Scoots. I'm happy for you. I bet you're just did you wear your candy stripe pants?
0: I did not. No, but oh. I, I was I was decked out pretty much in in Indiana stuff. So yeah, it was. Are you gonna a lot listen to the Hoosier Report today? I'm going to produce for the Hoosier Report today.
2: Are you going to say anything?
0: Mm, oh, maybe. Sometimes I get he, asked to come on.
2: So, uh
1: th- that's been part of the the thing when I hang around and do a little work at the studio afterwards, um I get to hear Scoots every time the Hoosier Report starts, he has to uh do the Bob Knight thing, like he says <laughs> it out loud. It's great. <laughs> What's the Bob Knight thing? The the in, in the when and, intro. When I'm dead yeah, and gone,
0: good. my critics can bury me upside down, or they can bury me upside down, so my critics can kiss my ass. He says Whoa. it out
1: loud every time. It's
2: great.
0: <laughs> great quote.
2: Good. good. Well, uh, everybody, Scoots, you deserve to have a good night. Uh, congrats to the Hoosiers. I think UNC will be fine. You got to remember this team was pretty flawed for the majority of last year's regular season. They turned it on at the right time. I also think there's a little bit of this in sports and even in college sports where they've been to the national championship game. I think they know that like it's a long season and their goal is going to be to get back to there. I'm not saying they don't have their foot on the gas right now, but they're still figuring things out, and I don't know if their sense of urgency is where it should be for the Tar Heels. But they'll, they'll be fine in time, similar to Kentucky uh just too much talent for them to not be able to really figure it out. However, they 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 are kind of a mess right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nance for Manic has not been a good trade-off.
2: Well Manic was like your true college four where Nance is more of a five. So yeah. they're having to play him with Picot, and it's it's clogging things down a little bit. Nance can spread the floor, so that's the good thing about it. But Manic was much more fluid with like movement and being able to kind of run through a set run baseline get to the other side where Nance is a little bit more of a square, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, huh? Never, never seen
2: that before. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it's a, it's almost like I've seen some of that stuff up close and personal to be able to comment on it. But uh, I, I was watching just the replay of the UK Bellerman game. One thing that was like, we talked about the second half was good, and we were, you know, I think we were pretty hard on the game, all things considered. One thing I didn't really realize, Roush, I know you mentioned it, like the way UK closed out the game, but Bellerman scored, what was it, like 10 points in the first TV timeout, 11 points before the first TV timeout of the second half. And then they scored nine points the rest of the, the, the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, it was thirty five to nine to close out the game.
2: After that, I, I would love to know what Calipari said on that first TV timeout, the under sixteen timeout, uh, because after that, Bellarmine didn't score double digits the remainder of the final fifteen minutes, sixteen minutes, whatever it officially was, and UK was just a completely and totally different team defensively. Uh, on top of that, you're right. I think Bellerman wore down a little bit. You mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. But it really was. Like, that final 16 minutes was right. really what you should be looking for.
1: Just to see the in- intensity and sense of urgency.
2: They uh, picked up which, tempo. They controlled yep. the pace, which is something Calipari rarely does, which is frustrating. Bruce Pearl had a comment about that uh, that made the rounds yesterday. I don't think he said this yesterday, but I think the quote kind of came back up yesterday where he just said, yeah, it's really easy to dictate the tempo against Calipari which is kind of interesting hearing that from Bruce Pearl because they both would just agree to play the same tempo. That's why those (laughs) U.K.-Auburn games or the U.K.-Tennessee games back in the day were always so visually pleasing is because they would just be getting up and down the floor and nobody would really be trying to slow down anything. Mm -hmm. So that coming from Pearl doesn't really carry as much weight. That being said, the quote is still valid. It's one of my biggest frustrations with Calipari is his inability to be able to control the tempo And it is easier for the team that wants to play slower to control the tempo, and Calipari rarely wants to be the team that's going to play slower. That being said, there are tricks to make a team speed up, Roush. And you can press. You can be more aggressive defensively, picking up the length of the floor, not necessarily in a press, but man-to-man picking them up everywhere. That can also help kind of figure out your rotation a little bit because people will get tired. Well, we got to put somebody else in, and let's see who can make the plays once you're in and leave it to the players to decide instead of leaving it up to the coaches to try to figure out who's ready for which moment and which rotation. Uh, There are tricks to help pick things up. And Roush, talking about that great final 15, 16 minutes in the Bellarmine game, what happened? They started to pick up the pace. They started to pick up the pressure. It's something Calipari needs to do a lot more of.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm curious if that's going to be the move uh, against Michigan on Sunday, Hunter Dickinson and co., where – this is the second time this year we're going to get a big Oscar Shebae versus other potential All-American candidate. I know Dickinson didn't have the year um, that he wanted to a year ago, but two years ago he was awesome. I think that he even had to have, make a draft decision. So um, you, you wonder how much tempo could play a factor in there when you know that Big Ten teams, generally speaking, like to play more of a half-court game. I, I would think that Cal would want to speed things up against Michigan on Sunday.
2: Yeah, you would you would think uh, you would you'd hope I've, I'm doubtful that that happens. I, I don't think you're just going to snap your finger and see Calipari try to change what he normally does, although I think it's needed for this team. And on top of that, a really good point about Hunter Dickinson is he's a really good big and he, Oscar's going to have his hands full with them. But Oscar's a lot quicker faster more athletic easier time getting up and down the floor than hunter you'll see him start to and and maybe scoots can chime in on it because he's watched more of them in the big 10 but you'll see him start to labor and and wear down a little bit um it'd be perfect to try to speed him up and, and get the game moving in a faster tempo and a faster style my concern is michigan's a pretty big team i mean it starts with hunter dickinson he is just a huge human being but the rest of their lineups rather big and long you know their their lineup doesn't look too different than a kentucky lineup per se and I, my fear is that calipari is going to be like well they've got size so we need to match them with size yeah and instead all you know, the bigs you're going to see some lineups that we're not going to be overly thrilled with but uh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt it's a huge game on sunday we'll we'll certainly talk more about it tomorrow and preview it but uh, i wanted to get a little basketball talk out of the way cuz Roush we will be talking plenty of football today
1: Oh, yeah, we, we we need to. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on. A lot yeah. of moving parts. Uh, you know, portals popping. Uh, we've got a late night commitment from a long snapper. Isn't that? I mean, huge news. Huge news.
2: Absolutely colossal. Uh, before we get to that, though, there are more important things, and I'm going to jump way ahead in Thornton's text line. Just to get this one out there. Okay. All right. Seriously, we got to get behind. We got to get to the bottom of this. Explain the tweet, Roush. Where did you go wrong in life to stop eating baked potatoes? It's a great tweet. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I would like to to know what the hell was that on Twitter last evening from my good friend Nick Roush.
1: So I had I hadn't really stopped eating potatoes, but uh, baked potatoes were a staple growing up. Like uh, my my nana, she when we went out to eat, we would go to the place that had baked potatoes and she would just usually get baked potato and veggie plate. Like it was baked potatoes all the time. Um, sometimes, uh, mix it up with reds, but for the most part, it was baked potatoes at least once or twice a week. And, I, I know some of it was, uh, you know, moving out. And then, uh, my, my mother, she, she changed her dieting. She, she eats potatoes. Now it's like the, the red kind. And they're, uh, not really baked either. Like she'll like peel them and butter them and uh, stick them in like a different dish. Either way, just a classic baked potato. Typically, the only time I've eaten them in the last few years, it's just at Texas Roadhouse or insert steak place. You get a steak and a baked potato. Uh, I had not been making them at home, and we have potatoes at home. I would usually just do the easy thing and get instant potatoes for. Um, uh, with a, an exception, every once in a while for a roast. Where you cut up some some new potatoes and throw them in there, but baked potatoes just haven't been in the rotation. And I think in part it's because um, cooking in the oven takes forever. And the last time we tried, it was just like an hour later, and they still weren't cooked. Uh, so yeah, uh, finally made the the not the wise decision, but at least thought it planned ahead enough to throw them in the oven for like I don't know 80 minutes before
2: supper last night, and it was awesome. It was great. Uh, their baked potatoes are amazing. I'm glad you're getting back on the baked potato cook at home train. They are a staple of uh, we probably won't go a week without having a baked potato in our house, certainly not more than two weeks. And it's funny that we're talking baked potatoes because when Hannah and I first met and started dating and, and, and talking with one another, um, we we liked each other, but nearly things just ended before they really ever even started. And, and it was my fault because we were having a nice dinner, romantic dinner with one another. Uh, I'm eating baked potato. This, this is, we're like, we're not out in public and I feel comfortable enough with her at this time, but we're eating and my baked potato's there. And I do what I thought a normal person does with a baked potato, and pick it. it up with your hand and take a bite out of it like an apple and then put it right. back down. Um, she asked what I, what I had just done. She said she needed to to run and that she'd be in touch at a later date. Uh, what she was really doing is processing why she was with some sort of psychopath that eats a baked potato like an apple. But I do. Um, well, I, that's the way I like my baked potatoes. I like them. So in you my don't hands. cut it was, open
1: and eat it like it, it's. You... I do.
2: I do. I do. Because okay. um, I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of eating the skin as well. I love the skin. It really yeah. is my favorite part of a baked potato. Um, now, it's the healthy I, part. I, I don't do it anymore because now I'll usually bust it open, put some cheese in it, try to close it, make like a little melted big. But you know, I, I get a little fancier now than I did back. A big in my potato sandwich, kind of. mm-hmm. But it's uh, that was that was a funny moment in our relationship. She didn't actually leave, but she did. She was like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, wh- who eats a potato like that?" And I had to realize, like, "Oh my gosh, TJ, like you're, yeah, you can't do that in front of people anymore." You're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna scare folks so uh it all worked out in the long run but yeah we have baked potatoes all the time uh Uh, do you do the
1: microwave to make them quicker
2: no no okay we'll do uh we'll almost exclusively do oven i think we've maybe done the air fryer once or twice but see i I feel like air fryer fryer would
1: probably be
2: faster but
1: i don't know i just need i need somebody to teach me better because right now we're 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 on a microwave that's older than intern Jacob, so I, I don't Whoa. know how quick that'll that'll heat up a baked potato.
2: Is it like a built-in microwave?
1: No, no, no. It's just the other one on broke. So. plugged in on the counter? Yeah.
2: You know the weird thing in appraising is that like that doesn't get counted as the house having a microwave if you just have it on the counter, but if it's like in a built-in spot, it does count. <laughs> it's so dumb. It is kind of dumb. I've, I've always thought that's kind of like... It's a microwave, you know, who really, it, but that's at the end of the day, It's that's not really going to change. It. I guess it, it won't change an appraisal at all, actually.
1: Right. Right. But like you're less likely to move a microwave if it's built in than you are, if it's on the counter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've, it, I've had
1: to do one of those mounts. Those are pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, no, they look like they're a pain in the butt and I would never want to have to do one. Um, but that, that little appraising thing, did you get some funny responses to your baked potato tweet?
1: Yes, yes, I did. It was uh, it was entertaining. I couldn't enjoy them as much as I'd like to because um, as I was uh, getting Duke ready for bed, I heard a holler from Brooke, Nick, get down here, <laughs> and uh, water was coming through uh, a recess light in our kitchen. So that was fun. what? Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. No, a lot of fun. Um, fortunately, I think, like. So when Duke's in the shower, he'll we have like one of those removable heads, right? And so he'll that that it'll be like his toy in the shower is like, "Well, I'm cleaning this over here, I'm cleaning this." And uh he kept he was focused on a different area. and said, "Dad, there's bubbles." And I was just trying to get him to get going, so I wasn't paying attention to it, and I think he just uh hit a spot in the grout in the shower that needs to be redone. Um oh. but yeah. So that, but that was, you, you were talk about like, oh, we just redid our kitchen. Here's water pouring through the lights.
2: Like, that's fun. Uh, You're seeing all the perks of owning an 18th century home in Louisville.
1: <laughs> just really, uh, ownership in general. Like, that's what it is, right? Uh-huh. uh Brooke, Brooke put up wallpaper this week and it's like, okay, good. We don't have to do any projects for a little while. We can relax until the spring.
2: It's like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. And then, then a mouse to- showed up. I had to go get one of those, uh you know it's just it's is all and something. supposedly the raccoons are going to be back for christmas vacation here soon mm-hmm. told. They just so you gotta, gotta keep
1: the cats out can't have them chewing on the tree lights
2: i'm glad there's no like electrical issues with the water coming out of the recess lighting like, i'm glad yeah. like, nothing like went spark or no fires or anything
1: yeah and that, that's probably part of the safety stuff they bake in there uh, but yeah we did turn them off immediately and Got to it. It wasn't a whole lot of water, so I think it's coming from just the shower. But well, our, our pal Kentucky Krogh is going to make sure that it's not not anything too bad, though.
2: Uh, the best listeners in all of radio, because yeah. they'll come out and help us do household projects. Easily the best. <laughs> Shout out to, to Kentucky Krogh for being the man. Uh, our, well, y- y- for as good as the day Scoots had yesterday, it's starting to sound like Roush is not as good. Roush, you, you were you were having you were in the crosshairs on the old tweeter yesterday.
1: Oh, I was that, that and it, I enjoyed it too because people are just so damn triggered over Xavier Wheeler. Like you can't even just say like he played bad, uh, without it just sparking the flame of a thousand suns in the anger of some Kentucky fans. Because it's like, yeah, he played bad, and the 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 part that they missed was that, like. In the paragraph before, I was being very critical of Jacob Toppin um, and just had to carefully choose my words in order to not be a jerk. But, like, nobody – like, it was just completely glossed over for Xavier Wheeler because that's just what people want to get fired up over. When I think that – yeah, it's just – it's just silly when you have some folks who – he's a leader in but then if – you ask the other people, like when well, my mom, she was she was watching boys we're eating lunch together, and like she was at the Bellarmine game Thursday night, and like take number three was, man, he's not that good. What happened to him? Like, and it's like yeah, like that. This is a he, there's something there that people want to either I, I I just don't know why we have to make this like such a big uh, stink when it's like he's not he's a fine player. But why is like thirty five minutes and have him having the ball in his hands all the time? It's just too much. It's just too much. So like, there is a happy medium somewhere in here in the
2: Sevier Wheeler stuff. The the and you know I, I was poking some fun. At you. talked about okay. it afterwards, but it probably won't. We'll probably move on. Um, like to for people to cry online about Severe Wheeler. Don't you think you'd wait till like he had a good game and people were unfairly critical of him? He was bad against Bellerman. He did not have a good game against Bellerman. The plus minus shows it. It was one of the worst on the team. And like it just wasn't it, it was not a, a special performance from it. It just it was a weird, like you almost just feel like you'd let that one roll down your back and be like, okay, people are too tough on him as is. He had a bad game, big whoop. But then you'd wait to like really plant your flag after he had a really good game. Right. Or didn't didn't you, you know.
1: save the receipts and come after me when he has like a exactly. twelve and ten assist game. Yeah.
2: And the thing is, Michigan's got a little guard that runs all over the floor and does a lot of little things similar to Severe Wheeler. He's gonna play a lot on Sunday. Like he's gonna have an opportunity you know what? I'll go I'll, if Severe Wheeler plays well on Sunday, I bet UK will have a better chance of winning. If he plays poorly, I bet the game is closer because he's going to be on the floor. I, it's not like and that's one thing that you can criticize Calipari for and I think it's valid where Wheeler could be out there and he could be playing poorly, but he's going to be out there. He could be out there and he could be playing well. He's going to be out there. He's going to play 30 plus minutes on Sunday. Get ready for it and let's just cross our fingers and hope it's a good Severe Wheeler mm-hmm. game and and not not one that he struggles yeah. with.
1: And, and I think the other part of it, too, that I didn't get, TJ, is that get when Wheeler struggles against length and athleticism? I don't get when he struggles against teams. Like, that, that should be a, a game that he plays well against Bellerman, right?
2: Yes and no. They just they pack it in so much that like even, if, even though he's not going against a lot of length and size, he's going against like four dudes in the paint. He needs the floor spread out a little bit, and that's where he's most dangerous. So if you're going to mm-hmm. go against a team that's just going to have everybody inside, you're really kind of taking Wheeler out of the game a little bit. Now to do that, you should have shooters open on the perimeter that can help, but the best part about getting those people open is Wheeler being able to come make a defense collapse in and kick out. If he can't even penetrate, then you're really not getting the best out of Wheeler. That's something that I wish Calipari would notice and maybe say, "All right, we're going to put Kaysen out there and, and maybe the defense will start to respect and come out a little bit, but it's a tough spot. It's, it's, it's a, he does a lot of good things, but doesn't do a lot of good things always. And he has a ton of limitations. So it's something we worked through last year. It's something you're going to have to work through this year. We talked about it with like Ty Ty. Is he better running the show? We'll do the same right. stuff this year. We're already doing the same stuff. So, and let- we're- we're, we're, we're rocking and rolling,
1: man, on a Thursday. What an no, opening segment.
2: No kidding. A long one at that. Well, we're going to come back. We will switch gears. We'll talk more basketball as the show goes on, but we need to talk some football. It yep. is going to be a really fun off season. We're already off to a pretty good start. Uh, it's not, I don't know, is it technically the offseason? We'll figure that out. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, with, uh, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back.
0: And it's a great day. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's some hard times in the neighborhood. But why can't every day be just this good? It's a great day to be alive. I know the sun. Ah, first one's here. First one's here.
1: First one's here. But we're so far away, Clark. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Right, right. And at the end of the day, when the lot's all full and everybody's fighting to get out of here, we'll be the first ones out, too, right? Why? Because we're the
0: Griswolds. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll
2: Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If we're going to be playing any vacation uh, clips, this month, they need to be Christmas vacation clips at that mm. uh, I don't think I mentioned it to start the show like I normally do But happy Thursday to you, December 1st, 2022 We're in a yeah. new month, baby We're in the last month of 2022 The year has come and gone And we've got one more uh, How's everybody's New Year's resolutions holding up? Scoots?
0: Um, I didn't really set any for this year
2: Oh, so going pretty well
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah that's the same way they do every year, yep
2: <laughs> good, good, Roush. How about you? Your New Year's resolutions are they holding up? Uh, they, they were, they were holding up until they, February. They, yeah, they don't, they don't always hold up. That's that's hey, that's okay. Finish strong, buddy. One one more month. Uh, it is a. Gosh, last week was just such a good sports week. It's like even this week is a good sports week, but compared to last week it, it it's just not the same. Uh, we'll get the college football conference championships this weekend. You get Army-Navy. We'll find out where UK is going to go for a bowl game on Sunday, although we'll get more of that as uh, as we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on. But there's a, it's a really still fun time of the year, crossover sports. Uh, and we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. We talked about Thornton's there at the beginning of the show. Remember, it's free coffee Thursday at Thornton's. Make sure you download the Refresh and Rewards app. If you're a new member, not only can you get free coffee on Thursdays, they're going to get you a free breakfast as well. And then if you read it or if you send it in on the show, we'll read it on air. It was a really busy day just throughout for the podcast listeners on the text line. The podcast listeners had a lot to say yesterday. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. But Roush, we've got some some football to talk about.
1: Yes, uh, Will Levis uh, is going pro. I know. What? Yeah, right. Shocking. Um, I was a little confused when I saw stuff start coming out. I'm like, declare? Wait, what do you mean? Oh, I, I thought he was saying he wasn't like... A nit- my, my brain went to his bowl game decision. I was like, he would say that on just a Twitter space? But no, he, he just pretty much put it out there. that Yeah, I'm... I'm going to be going pro. Don't know when exactly. Still haven't made up my mind on the bowl game, but I'll I'll eventually make an announcement. So I would imagine it would be sometime next week once Kentucky at least knows its bowl destination.
2: Yeah, are you still leaning towards him not playing in the bowl game like many others are? Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to happen. What, what would be the harm in just, just coming out and saying that when he announced the draft decision? Which is not a, like a surprise at all. Everybody knew from really day one of this season that this would be his last at UK or really probably back from the day he announced he was going to return to UK for this season, that this was going to be his last. So no surprise of right, going to the right. draft. I guess some people would wonder what's up with the timing.
1: Well, and, and I think it was one of those things where he, he didn't plan on announcing anything and he was on a Twitter space uh, through it. one of the UK nil uh, operators, blue chips they asked him, and uh, so I—I I think he was like, "I, I can't be dishonest." And <laughs> even though everybody knows, and probably didn't think that it would become a big deal, uh, but you know, he's—he's he's a pro prospect that's going to get picked up and go everywhere. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure he's—he's—he—he he has something bigger and better in mind at a later time. But when he got asked about it, he just was going to straight shoot it and kind of tell it like it is.
2: Well, congrats to him, and, and we all hope that. He gets drafted in a good spot, gets drafted high, and, and, and ends up having a nice pro career. Hopefully, with a little bit more protection than he had this season under center. Uh, but now we we wait to see on the the bowl decision. It still seems like what we just mentioned. Everybody's assuming he's not going to play in the bowl game, but maybe he's just waiting to see. Hey, at least I you know I waited to see who the bowl game was, who the matchup was before making that decision. Um, but well, we can talk more about that when, when that time comes. Another piece of football news, and we'll bring it back to UK-centric here in a moment. But last night, the Rose Bowl stopped being a baby, stopped being a whiny little baby, and they agreed to an expanded college football playoffs so starting in 2024. Mm-hmm. So that's great news. Just one more year of the 14 college football playoffs in 2023, and then boom, baby, that thing is expanding in a big way, from four to twelve. Of in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five, there will be twelve team college football playoffs. Great news! I'm glad the ACC and Wake Forest couldn't whine or stop this momentum. Uh, they they found a way to get it done. Roush, this is better for college football, and and it's better for the Kentucky Wildcats too, and it's better for U of L. And Scoots, I know you're going to laugh, but it's better for IU. It's better for everybody. You're going to have a better. You're going to have a better chance to continue to compete for a national championship later in a season. So uh, I'm. I was pumped about it.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, part of me wanted to just really stick it to those fart sniffers out there that like are just. There's there's such dorks, you know. And it, it just drives me nuts how high and mighty they think of themselves. And I it really just. Uh, so I kind of, on the one hand, wanted to see them, uh, you know, be be stuck out on the curb with nobody to play with. You know, the the kid who didn't get picked uh, in, in the in the game of tag, where, you, you know what I mean. I I wanted, I kind of wanted the Rose Bowl to be left out, but the Rose Bowl needs to be a part of it. And I hope that this agreement does not come with some stupid stipulation that they always have to play on New Year's Day. Like I, because yes, is it a good tradition? Sure, but. It ruins all of the uh, – it consistently throws a wrench into the casual planning of of how this playoff goes down. So I, I hope that it's on the college football playoffs terms and not the Rose Bowls because the way that they've had to capitulate to them over the last – how long ever we have been doing this playoff has been absurd. It really has. It's frustrating. It's annoying. I like the Rose Bowl. I think it's a cool game. But they are so damn self-righteous. It drives me nuts.
2: Yeah, they are, and I was going to ask you—is is like it sounds like you don't know either. It sounds like the information hasn't come out about well, are they going to be willing to move the date uh, if that's out there anywhere. Please send it into the Thornton's text line because I haven't seen it. it. Seems like they will have to uh, certainly. Yeah. the Rose Bowl just needs to get over themselves. Like the Rose Bowl on. December 22nd will be just as cool as it is on New Year's Day. Like the, the New Year's Day bowl games as a whole have lost their luster somewhat, as is because some days, you know, they'll play games on the most important games are on New Year's Eve or maybe they're on January 2nd. The, the New Year's Day stuff has changed at, since the college football playoffs even came into existence. So move on from it, Rose Bowl. I'm glad they're going to be part of the fray. It is a cool. Someday I'd love to watch the Cats play in the Rose Bowl. And if that ever happens, it's going to kind of have to be a weird scenario for that to work out in that way. But if it were to ever happen, you bet your sweet buns I'll be out there, as will probably 35,000 other Kentucky fans, if not more, probably more than that. So uh, I'm glad that they're going to be in the mix. They are a bunch of losers, though, and hopefully it works out from a scheduling standpoint.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, Scooch, anything you want
2: to add to the 12-team
0: playoff? I freaking hate it. You you all yeah. know you all know me by now. I freaking hate it. Why, why why are we changing things? Like yeah, you I I get it. You said it's going to give Indiana a better shot, but realistically Indiana's never going to be in that position. But I wow. mean for Kentucky, so for for Kentucky's sake, I do agree that it's better for you all, better for Louisville. I mean it really is in reality reality better for everybody, but the thing about it is, is a season like this with a 12-team playoff, the only thing it's going to do is make you all more mad when you win games or when you lose games, right? Uh, no. I, I mean, I how much more mad be- are you this year if it's a 12-team playoff this year as opposed to four? You're, you all are going to be pretty upset after each and every game, more so than you already are.
2: All, all, all the more reason why they need to do it, and you're spot on about that. Like, if- I think we'd be equally upset, though. If Kentucky, you know, if Kentucky doesn't drop those two games that come down to the final play, and let's just say the Cats are 9-3, and three, they're not in playoff, they're not in 12-team playoff contention, but Roush, they'd, what, they'd be like six, seven spots off probably, somewhere in that ballpark, if, if you win that old Miss and you win that Vanderbilt game. You're you're in the top twenty, and if you're in the top twenty, you're knocking on the door. Like, how exciting would that make the the final few weeks of the season? Just knowing that, hey, if we get hot and we win out, if UK upsets Georgia, that could be what we need to propel us into the top twelve. Like, it's a it's a no brainer to do this. Uh, I saw our boy Beezy, who we love, and I'm I would imagine probably listening to the show today. He he was I wanted eight teams. There's going to be too many first round blowouts. What? There's already already first-round blowouts. you got to look at it the other way, BZ. There's going to be more first-round close games. There's going to be more first-round games that are going to come down to the wire. Yes, there's going to be a blowout or two here and there. You're going to get some years of that. But you're going to get more exciting games with a national championship, theoretically on the line, that's going to come down to the final few plays in the fourth quarter. That's going to be electric. It's something we don't get a ton of in the semifinals as is, but we do sometimes, and it's always fun when we do. We'll just get more of it. We'll get more of it, and that's not a bad thing. Who doesn't like more?
0: I think that's kind of my thing about it too. Is I'm I'm with Beasy on this. Like natural progression seems like eight. I just don't really understand the four to twelve jump.
2: But, but why? I mean, it's it's more teams involved. It's more action. It's more. And 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 I don't want anybody going out there being a, a doofus and being like, well, TJ, why don't we expand the NCAA basketball tournament? Because we're talking about 12 versus 68 teams. Like, we know that there are probably 85 to 90% of teams in the NCAA basketball tournament that aren't going to win the national championship. In football, when you have 12, you probably are going to have, like, I don't know, Roush, what? Maybe seven teams, maybe half of the teams that you know probably theoretically aren't going to be able to win. I don't know. That may not be a fair thing to say. That, That could be. That could be inaccurate, uh, so it's apples and oranges. So I don't need anybody talking about college basketball expansion when talking about the college football. But you'll get better games, Scoots. You'll get more exciting. You get home playoff
1: games too. Like that's just going to be cool. Games. Yeah. Like, um, I, I thought your argument against it, Scoots, was going to be uh, because in a year like this year, it is kind of exciting because uh, to see how the final teams will will or will not get in this week cuz you can almost guarantee that one of TCU or USC is going to lose conference championship weekend and then it the, the stakes it takes away the stakes for this weekend and your 12th team in right now I think would be Tulane uh so I guess our attention would all be on Tulane instead of TCU and do you really want to? Yeah. I, I thought that was the direction your argument was going to go, Scoots.
0: No, so it's probably just me being OCD, but I am more in favor of a sixteen-team playoff. If we go four to eight to sixteen, I just how does a twelve-team playoff even work? I mean, there's got to be buys in there.
1: Yes, there is. Well, it's I don't like. I don't like, that. I don't like four that. teams get buys. It's how the NFL playoffs worked for twenty-five years. It's the exact mm-hmm. same system.
0: I'm just uh get off my lawn. You just don't like change, Scoots. No, You're,
2: you, Scoots, you'll like it. I, I we will have a show someday if we're lucky enough to still be around doing radio in 2024, 2025, where you'll say, "I was wrong. This is awesome." I promise.
0: I hope. Uh, and and
2: your and buddy it, TJ is not going to let you down.
0: It, it might have to include Indiana in it before I get to that point.
2: Well, we don't have <laughs> until thirty twenty four. <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, like you never know. I mean, I you had that one. They had that one weird good year during the pandemic, and that was fun. But like, you never know. And same with Kentucky. I I don't think the local schools here, seeing it expand to twelve, it's like that means we're gonna be in every year. That was the thing. It's a win-win for everybody. Like if you're Alabama, like Alabama probably would be in the college football playoffs this year, if oh if they had expanded to twelve. Boy, Aaron Torres had a bad take yesterday, Roush. Uh, so hot take. What day, hot, did the day and why? Hot take Torres had had a bad take, and I'll tell you what it was. Uh, uh, to
1: answer your question, though, Pete Thamel says uh, essentially that the Rose Bowl was like – the college football playoff said, we'll work with you, but we're not promising you anything, and you have to agree to this. We cannot promise you an exclusive window. So Good. Yeah, we like to hear.
2: All right, here's what Torres said. He said, this year's 12-team playoff would include Alabama and Ohio State teams whose fan base won half the coaching staff fired, a Clemson team that refuses to play its best QB, among others. Expanded playoff ain't going to be what you think it'll be, people. Oh, I don't know, Torres. Do you think if Alabama and Ohio State were still playing for a national championship, their fan bases would want half their coaches fired? (laughs) Do you think maybe the perception of what their season is still have on the table? Do you think that would change a little bit now? Do you think maybe it has something to do with knowing that they're eliminated from national playoff contention, that that's why their fan bases are mad. But if they were still in the hunt, that they wouldn't be so upset about things. I mean, how is that? How would that not cross? Before people tweet, just think of like a counter tweet. What would somebody maybe say to respond to this? Everybody should do this when you have an opinion. Like, what, what, what is my opinion? What will the detractors say to it? That one should have been the – Torres, how did that tweet ever get fired off? Like, yes, Alabama and Ohio State fans may not be thrilled with where their season's at, but that's all the more reason why they would – like ex- why the 12-team playoff is good. They would not be out of it. They would not be over – you know, they, they would be mad about the loss to – Michigan, Ohio State's never gonna be happy with a loss to Michigan. But they would say we're gonna get those we're gonna get those bleepers in the playoff. We'll see them again. And it'd be great and it'd be fun for everybody. Like what what a what a what a bad tweet. No offense. I like Torres, but bad tweet. Mm. Bad take. Bad take, Torres.
1: Not great. Not great. But that's uh that's coming down the pike, and I, I really do have a feeling with it coming down the pike. It's yeah. setting up for chaos for one of the final four team college football playoffs. We're like, they're going to have to make some difficult decisions that tick a lot of people off.
2: No doubt Um, about it. And like, and and my, my overall point was it's great for the local schools here. It's great for your non blue bloods, but if you're a blue blood, you should absolutely love it as well. Like Alabama should be thinking to themselves, as long as we have Saban, we'll be competing for a national championship in the 12 team playoffs every year. And it's probably pretty accurate. Maybe you'll have one year where they don't play as well, Well, but like it's good for everybody. It's a win, win, win.
1: And the one thing too that if you're another critic who might say, well, what's the incentive of winning down the stretch if you can still get in with one or two losses? It's like, well, the home field advantage really matters, and or you don't even need home field advantage because you're a conference champion and you get a bye. I think they're going to require that you're a conference champion in order to get that bye. So I um, like that, that. There's still going to be things to play for. It's just going to look a little bit different.
2: And that's another thing, too, is that, like, if, if people are going to have that attitude that, like, well, what are they going to play for late in the season? All right, then mess around and find out. Go out there and let your guard down and get stomped by 30. See what that does to you in the rankings. Like, what are you talking Like, of course, people, you know, if you're the number one or two team and you're going into the final week of the season, maybe you could let your hair down a little bit more. But what is Georgia going to lose to Georgia Tech in the final week because they feel like they're locked into the college football playoff? No. Of course not. Is Clemson not going to care about maybe beating rival South Carolina in the final week because they've already got their spot solidified? Of course not. Is that Michigan-Ohio State game going to be any less intense when home field advantage is on the line, despite both teams most likely being in the playoffs? Of course not. Let's use our brains here, everybody. Come on. Let's. This is good. This is a good day for college football. It's a good day for the local teams. It's a good day for the Blue Bloods. It's a good day for everybody. Hour one is done we're going to get to hour 2. We got a ton of text to get to. Uh, I still want to talk a little bit more coaching stuff, offense coordinator stuff like that, but maybe we'll let that come in organically via the text line. So do not go anywhere. It's a good day. Scoots is having a great day. Roush is he's chipper. Everybody we're on up the there, up and up. No kidding. So join us for hour 2 and uh, turn that frown upside down. This is KRC on Big X. It's so December
0: folks. Walker, Nick Roush and Justin. Tonight. Those boys don't look all that tough. I ain't as good as I once was. But I'm as good once as I ever was. over? You say over? I ain't heard no family.
1: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is
1: with Walker and Rosh.
2: We're just getting started, bro. <laughs> Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your chilly Thursday morning to start the holiday season, December 1st, if you hadn't already started. I'm sure most people had. We appreciate you listening, tuning in with us, and participating in the show if you're... For joining us on the Thornton's text line, I want to give you a little piece of advice as a native Louisvilleian. If you're in town and you're looking for a good lunch spot, check out Salseritas, Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, in St. Matthews. Uh, if you're looking for a delicious, meaty, cheesy burrito, maybe some nachos, tacos, you can get chicken, pork, whatever. I mean, whatever meat you're in the mood for, they're going to have. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be cooked well. And it's, uh, it's just going to be probably the best lunch you can find in town. Download the Salseritas app. It will save you time. And in time, it will save you money. Uh, you'll get free entrees, dollar, $2, $3, $4 off, uh, free nachos. They're, they're they're always doing something fun on the app. So check them out. And do not forget about their two locations, the St. Matthews one. Uh, always a nice little lunch crowd in there, not that you're ever waiting to place your order. You're never waiting more than two or five minutes or anything like that uh the middletown one the drive-thru check that spot out if you're ever you're doing some errand running out there on shelbyville road in middletown or maybe you're doing some holiday shopping uh swing by the the drive-thru you'll be in and out in no time and you'll have fresh delicious mexican salsaritas the fresh mexican cantina we love them roush fun first hour i'm ready to do it all again
1: what's ride broncos country Which, by the way, TJ, uh, there's some guy who's – I sent you the video. There's a guy who each week is is, – he's in a war. or He's breaking down the battle between Russell Wilson passing touchdowns and the bathrooms in his new Denver home. Um, This week, uh, he got his eighth touchdown pass of the season, but still not as many as the 12 bathrooms in his new house.
2: Mm. He'll get there. By the Very way, if you, do, if, if you do like free money, bet the Broncos this weekend.
1: Oh, who are they playing? The Ravens. What is it? A big number?
2: You may say, "Well, I mean, you're going to take the points if you want money line." I think it's probably decent juice there. Ravens have played literally every team on their schedule close this season. Secondly, Lamar really, really banged up, and thirdly, people forget. That the Broncos defense may be the best in the NFL. Probably oh, not, the under is
1: such a good call whenever I'm betting probably, Broncos games.
2: Probably not the best, but definitely I would put them top three, top five at worst. Uh, and, and did you see the defense kind of chirping at Russell Wilson last week? Like they're they're pissed that no. they're off. It, it they I have some sometimes flashbacks of uk's defense and offense but they were i mean they were just yelling at russell wilson like go score put points up we're giving like look at where we're giving you the ball they were chirping at them so not maybe the best thing for locker room chemistry but at some point the defense i, I wouldn't uh, defense and football a defense that goes unrewarded in football roush it's one of the the biggest shames in all the sports like you gotta offense has to help them out a little bit
1: right 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 um yeah never seen that before
2: with the exception of maybe baseball, there's no other sport where it really is ever really like that. Because like basketball, you you could have a really good defensive team, but it's still the same jabronis that have to go put the ball in the bucket on the other end of the floor. You know, they're just better at one side of it, but it's all the same people. It's not like you can really do the spider. You do the Spider-Man meme when you're pointing at somebody. You're really pointing at yourself. In football, I mean, they're just they're different people, you know, they're different units. I'm explaining the sports rules for people here that mm-hmm. didn't already know this. But uh, I don't I don't blame them for chirping at Russell Wilson. And and they should keep it going. But they will cover this weekend and probably just win outright if you're looking for the money line. So there's a free bet for you, Scoots. I'll take it. Come on. Come on. Do you want to get to this Thornton Sex line, Roush?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. It's a pretty simple concept. You text in, we read it on the show, and um,
2: we don't have from nothing.
1: I think I know where we're at. Here we go. I got it. In all seriousness, does Kenny? No. Oh, oh, one more above. Okay. Yeah. At what point does Will Levis take some responsibility for the red zone issues? Heard a lot of, of backhanded Stephen Johnson and Terry Wilson slander over these two years, and nothing but excuses for Levis's shortcomings. I yeah, think that's some good. of. I think that's some, fair. Of it, some of it is on the, the quarterback. Some of it's also like the way like he's coached to be aggressive and to try to fit it into tight windows. Um, but, yeah, I, I tend to just blame the coaching more than anything. Just like I kind of blame Darren Henshaw for Terry Wilson, a lot of that. And Steven Johnson, I don't think he got as much as fly. Like, he was just banged up for, like, the whole second. That 27th season, he was just banged up the whole time. Um but yeah, I I I'd, like, I'd prefer to blame the coaches more than the players in those situations.
2: We were I mean the, the the truth is Levis is a step above both those guys as a quarterback. You can have personal preference if you if you liked Steven Johnson's toughness or something that that's fine too. I don't think people are going to really argue those three too much. But I I think the consensus would be if you're ranking them from a talent standpoint, Levis Johnson, Wilson, or maybe yours is different. I don't really care. Uh, an interesting part about it is, can we just have a quarterback not get injured? Can the Caps have a quarterback stay healthy? Is that too more much?
1: important. Is that yeah. too
2: much to ask? Because you can even go further back than Steven Johnson and keep that trend going of injured quarterbacks. Uh, there's, a real, there's a real dark cloud over here for quarterbacks at the University of Kentucky. I, I know it's not unusual for quarterbacks to get banged up. It happens. But... Gosh, it also would be nice maybe just to go season where one uh, isn't completely injured. But we were talking before the season that Levis could be in the conversation for the best quarterback ever at UK. That obviously did not happen. And he will not be put in that category, and he will not be talked about in that light. So, Texter, I do think once the dust settles, Will Levis will be appropriately remembered as a good quarterback that potentially could have been great if not for injuries.
1: I also think that even in only two years of starting, he's something like sixth all time in passing in UK history. I gotta double check that. I had that stat pulled up the other day, but I'll that's go pretty. Back yeah,
2: there. that's pretty shocking if that's it's, true. It's it's
1: it's, it's much, it was much higher than I anticipated. Whenever I looked it up,
2: gotcha, yeah, gotcha. A texter says, "In all seriousness, does Kenny Payne lose his job if he keeps this up? Like he just does not seem remotely qualified to be head coach. Just sits on the sidelines." As- as a statue, with zero energy in demand, I, I I went in on old KP on the Mike Rutherford show yesterday. Uh, if you are, in, I don't even know if they released the podcast for it, but if you're interested, I'd go. I mean, I I really kind of crushed the current state of U of L basketball. It's horrible. It is really really bad. I don't know how U of L could keep them because they, I mean, they're literally probably only going to win like three or four games, and they'll luck out, and you know, they I don't, they're not going to go winless on the year. They'll win a couple, um, but I don't know how you can do that and. If he had like a good recruiting class coming in or he had some big, big fish coming in, you could say, listen, help's on the way and we're going to kill the transfer portal. You all just be patient. This year's going to suck. Yeah, he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that. And I was hand ups totally wrong. I thought he was going to be able to get players in there. He is not. I think when, it, when the dust settles on this and it's all said and done, we'll look back and probably find out that Kenny Payne never really wanted the job, just felt like he needed to say yes to it, become the first African-American head coach at UofL. I think he he gave it the old college try, but ultimately it just he, he was kind of happy in New York and his heart was never fully into being the head coach and all the all the responsibility that comes with it. There's obviously, it's a lot more work than I think maybe Kenny Payne thought it was going to be. So they got to move on from him. Uh, if they don't, I'm totally all right with that too. But like the UK UofL game this year is just going to be kind of sad more than anything.
1: Yeah, I um the texture at the end, the tag about like he just sits on the sideline and it doesn't have like Kenny, that's just his demeanor. And I I don't like like people can you know, there's there's so many different ways to skin a cat, right? Um I, I don't know why that became a phrase too, but I think it's a hilarious one because it is so off the wall. I was getting ready but, to tell
0: you I was getting ready to ask you if you could tell me all the ways.
1: Yeah. Um uh, <laughs> I actually uh that was a wedding gift to my dad from my mother's poophead cousin, you know, like they got like a anatomy book and like, here's all the ways to skin a wildcat. And, you know, this a gag gift sort of joke deal. But the the, the my, my overall point to get back, I don't know how I got down off that. Like, yes, you can win not being a Rick Pitino up and down, stomping your feet like There, there are very different like Phil Jackson has all of the rings. And he spent a lot of his time just sitting on the bench, right? Like, there's different ways to win as a coach. Kenny's got to do things a different way. But the way that we thought he was going to do it just hasn't been the way. And I thought that they would give him more than a year. But, man, it looks like nobody's responding to anything that he's doing right now. Like, it just not, he's not pushing any buttons for
2: this level team. Trevor, Trevor was trying to say like it's not it it's it's not even for me. I think the talent's like not good, but I think it's okay. I'm like, no, the talent's horrible. Like you got a JUCO point guard to run the show. You're U You got a JUCO point guard to run the show.
1: He's not uh, even a point guard. You,
2: you you all were crazy about Sidney Curry, but like he was just because Kansas kind of sniffed around him. That was your only rationale for why anybody thought that kid was any good just from the from the get go and. It, Like it's it's just not a great it you know at best some of the guys that you have out there are four stars it's a really bad collection of talent I think a lot of people probably rightfully so said Kenny Payne made it may take him some time to kind of figure out the head coaching stuff some X's and O's just the the day to day but hopefully he'll have enough talent where you don't have to worry about that Uh, coaching's really bad the talent's really bad it's a perfect combination of stink and they they also their give up ability is unlike anything I've seen from a college basketball team. They can be playing tough for 20, 25 minutes and then they just put their hands up and you look up the scoreboard and they're down 20 or 30 points. it, it is it's a it's a really, really bad situation. And there's so many U of L goobers that like I don't feel bad for them at all. But the Yum Center is just a ghost town. It's going and it's only yeah. going to get worse and worse yeah. and worse. And that, that ain't good for downtown Louisville. And if it ain't good for downtown Louisville, it's really not good for the rest of the state, uh, all things considered. And then that, what, what what is it going to be like on New Year's Eve? UK is going to be like 22 and a half point favorites, probably. UK fans like Kenny Payne, but we certainly don't like U of mm. L. Down is really, in fact, is it just going to be like a con, like just L's down for two minutes on a CBS broadcast, just nonstop at Probably like um I don't know. It's gonna be a really strange game, but UK is going to absolutely beat the brakes off of them.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get ugly for the Cardinals. It's gonna get worse before it gets better.
2: They should have used their COVID excuse for this year.
1: Um, which by the way, Chris Mack apparently uh went on the podcast with Goodman and was spent half of his suspension in Florida. And said Kentucky fans, he ran into Kentucky fans down there. So I haven't run it, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm sure it's just going to make folks around the Louisville folks just really angry.
2: Well, uh, I, I can tell you this: Chris Mack wouldn't be O and nine if he were still the coach. Uh, that being said, that guy he was kind of a, a goober in his own right. Yep. Uh, a texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Hey guys, how about those Wolverines?"
1: How about, about him? Can't wait till they lose to Purdue
2: and Kentucky on back-to-back days. He's back. A texter says, "Betting against the Louisville, betting against Louisville the rest of the season, every single game is a massive opportunity financially. Like U of L basketball is the equivalent of a JV team playing varsity team in high school. It's just a different level." Well, Vegas will- is starting to figure it out, but yeah, yeah. Um,
1: who will make the NCAA tournament first? Scott Davenport
2: or Kenny Payne? Won't be Kenny Payne. I can I can promise you that. I like I, again it, it's tough just like trying to be honest with all this without coming off as mean. I like Kenny Payne. I, I think he's an awesome dude. UK was lucky to have him for as long as they did in assisting capacity. But that dude is in over his head in a major way. Who wins the broadcast a- cup of pickleball between Roush, TJ, and Drew Franklin and Matt Jones? We would absolutely destroy them. It wouldn't even be close.
1: I would also imagine that because I, I do think both of them played tennis in uh, high school, but I—I I mean, you, you're the—I think you're the only one that's played pickleball,
2: so I would give us an advantage. I'm—I'm I'm just gonna take our athleticism over theirs in a major, major way. And we're much younger too. Even though, like,
1: over, I move—I sound like a fifty-year-old sometimes. I—we're we're young. Drew we're young, be, and 30. Drew may
2: be too thin too. I know. What are you doing? Losing all that weight makes it look bad, buddy. Well, the, now he can just have fun putting it all back on. Oh, that does sound like fun. Wheeler is horrible, says one texter. You don't need to make up text messages, all right? Wrong show. You don't have to do that.
1: toffin's jump shooting looks like it has improved marginally, but his skill development elsewhere is like, he's just not good at getting shots around the basket. He's extremely athletic, but he's not functionally athletic as a basketball player. I I think a lot of it's just a mentality thing where he's just not comfortable handing physicality. He's very athletic, but he's not comfortable when when people push back on him a little bit.
2: I agree with that. I I kind of agree with the texture. I think his jump shot has improved marginally or not, you know, whatever. I think his jump shot has improved. It hasn't, unfortunately, like distance with it has not improved. He hasn't really been able to expand his length. Of he hasn't been able to take it back to the three point line, um, at least not consistently enough. He is extremely athletic. I agree with that. Uh, he just needs to. He's. I don't know if he's got to use a very popular cultural phrase right now. I don't know if he's got that dog in him. Like I don't know if he just has that. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to beat you. I'm stronger than you. I'm more athletic than you. If I have to take it into you, I'm going to finish over top of you. Watch me do it. He just doesn't seem to have that. He's too passive as a player. Hopefully it'll click for him. I'll tell you this, though. He has to play well on Saturday. I know I mentioned Wheeler. You know, it'll make it easier for UK if he has a good game. Toppin has to play well because uh, he's got to be on the floor. They, they have size. They have and they've got some muscle. And, you know, Calipari joked, not joked, he brought up that comment about maybe playing more bigs because they're going to play some big teams later on. And everybody kind of cringed and they didn't like hearing it. Michigan's a big team. They're one of the bigger teams UK is going to face all season. So I don't want to see like Lance Ware and Oscar out there just as much as nobody else wants to see it. I don't want to see three bigs out there just as much as anybody else wants to see it. So that being said, Toppin, if you play really well, we know what we're going to get out of Oscar, at least from a rebounding standpoint. If Toppin plays really well, probably means really good things for UK. If Toppin's unable to stay on the floor, whether it be foul trouble or he's just being passive, then, Kentucky's going to get killed on the glass. I'll tell you that much. So, even with Oscar, they're going to get killed on the glass. So, he's got to have a big game, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Roush, you skipped a funny pun. Hail of a comment there regarding the hailstorm on Tuesday or whatever night that was. It hailed? It hailed. Yeah, I shouldn't say storm, but it did hail.
0: Remember, it hailed on Sack as he walked back.
2: Huh. Hailed on the sack pack as he walked back. <laughs> Top uh, Texter says also CJ seems like he needs a massive window in order to shoot. He had a couple opportunities early in the first half to let it fly, but he turned them down. He needs to get more comfortable shooting with a defender close to him. Well, and then
1: he shot it
2: later and it didn't go in in that scenario. I mean, I just hate that he cannot like pump fake, put it on the floor, and hit a floater from seven to 12 feet, you know? it would make him such a more dangerous basketball player to have to defend but he he's pretty one dimensional sadly sadly it is like i i don't know i feel like we saw him do that at iowa a little bit maybe i'm mistaken he even you know do the pump fake and then drive in to an 18 footer and pull up yeah. from there like he doesn't even do you know he doesn't do that he's pretty much one and done and i agree with the texture that he's even i i i I'm disappointed with how reluctant he is to shoot from time to time. So it's, it's CJ needs to also be more aggressive. It seems like we're coming back to this theme here, Rush.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, it's a between the ears problem more
2: so than anything mm-hmm. with this team right now. Think the big part, think, think part of the three big thing. Cal is recognizing Livingston deserves minutes while not wanting to cut Collins minutes completely at this point. That isn't supposed to sound like an excuse, just a potential explanation. I buy that. Doesn't make it doesn't make it all right though. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like I, I'm almost a little disappointed that Livingston hasn't had more opportunities because I, the more and more we're starting to be like, maybe topping while solid, didn't take the step that we all thought. Certainly Collins didn't. I was totally wrong about him. I, I'm done buying into like the freak athlete force. I always tell myself that, but I'm done with it but like him and Toppin seem to not have really taken the big step forward that we were all hoping. So you almost have to just tap into Livingston's potential and hope that he can be that guy. I wish he would have had more opportunities cuz I think the Michigan game you're going to see him get a lot of minutes and I'm worried that he may be he could be more polished, but but I hope to be wrong about that. He's going to play on Sunday, I'll tell you that much.
1: Yep, that's going to happen. Uh, another texture. Yeah. Says let's just get this out of the way. CJ Frederick is not Kellen Grady.
2: No, no, he is not. Not yet. Uh we miss a healthy Kellen Grady. That dude was a special player. Yeah, be, and I, I think that down the,
1: down the part with CJ that has been and, and this could this is very likely just him coming off of a myriad of injuries. The aggressiveness towards the rim, just to cause because I was under the impression that he was kind of a not a point guard per se but the kind of like all right he's the back, he's primarily a two but he can handle the ball as a point and kind of keep things going and I I have I have not seen that part of his game really at all uh, Same I agree and, and th- that's the part that's been missing where Grady wasn't great attacking the basket, but hell, how many assists did he have in that one game where he had to play point guard? So, you know, um, he, he showed more of that in his time, and I, I want to see more of that from CJ.
2: Yeah, and, you, you know, we could say a lot of similar things, just change a few words about Antonio Reeves. We need to, we need to see more from that dude as well, and a similar I, – I thought he was going to be able to put it on the floor a little bit more than, than we've seen from him. We got a few of this on Twitter yesterday, and one person texted it in, and it's their Spotify. And it, spent, it says, you spent, what does that say, uh, 19,439 minutes with your top podcast, Kentucky Roll Call. And they say, you're welcome, Roll Call. Well, we got a couple of those. Thank you, everybody that sent them in. It was cool to see. It was fun to see. It makes us happy. And we're glad that you enjoy our radio show or our podcast, if that's the platform you listen to. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 replay of the show. And you can get the podcast wherever. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And I've, is there anybody out there that's a, a Pandora Premium member? I think I'm talking into the void. I think it's just me. I think I'm. I, <laughs> you're you're the last one. The I, I one. am. I am the Pandora. They should be catering to me. Does Pandora do anything cool like this regarding like I, I get so jealous, Roush, seeing everybody do their little music things. And you know, you get people complaining and being like, "Why do you think people care about your music? I like it. I like seeing what music you're listening to." Uh, I don't have an issue with it, but Pandora doesn't do any of that. And it makes me really sad. I feel really left out.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I don't listen to enough music to be cool on this Spotify rap thing. So, and that, it also made me realize like, oh dude, you gotta, you gotta stop paying for Spotify premium. You're just <laughs> pissing money away.
2: Yeah. That's a, that's probably true. If that's yeah. your realization. So I,
1: I'm, I'm just going to make it through the, the holiday season. Cause I do enjoy, uh. Do enjoy a good Christmas music playlist. But after that, done.
2: It was fun seeing all like the new parents to have like all just the kids' music. Yeah. Oh. It's like relatable. One
1: year the number one song played on my th- thing was uh the Ohio State marching band because when Duke was an infant, that that's like the only thing that would calm him down was like hang on Sloopy to the sounds of the Ohio State band.
2: I'm starting to worry that Duke may be growing up to be an Ohio State fan.
1: Um, when he's with mom, he watches the Buckeyes more than the Wildcats, you know?
2: Yeah, but but dad, dad works for the Wildcats, kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah, he likes the walk. Wild- uh, when they I forgot what night, what game it was, but I was like, Yeah, Duke, we're gonna watch the Wildcats play basketball. He's like, No, dad, the Wildcats play football, they don't play basketball. <laughs> so, no, you yeah, yeah, so we're figuring out. I think he's going to get to go to a basketball game, not a Wildcats basketball game, but a high school game Friday. So i looking forward to that, yeah.
2: That'll be fun, yeah, how cool. Let's be honest, Jacob Toppin isn't good. Super, super inefficient. He thinks he's KD with the shots he takes. Unfortunately, there's no one to play in front of him. Uh, there <laughs> really isn't anybody to play in front of him. That's why you need to start developing Livingston a little bit more. And I think that, I don't think he thinks he's KD. I think sometimes he's too passive. I wish he, he would do a little bit more. And I'm all right with the shots he took. I think the Gonzaga game showed a lot of that. He can hit that shot. If he's open, he's gotta let it rip. And Kentucky will be a better team the more he hits that. He'll get that elbow jumper against Michigan, too. They they leave that shot. They leave that shot open, especially when they're gonna be helping down with Oscar. Cal just needs to make sure he gets his guys in the right spot and, and can get him the ball. But um I just want Toppen to be more aggressive more than anything else.
1: Oh, get there. Get there, Jacob.
2: Who scheduled UK-Michigan to go against the early NFL slate and the World Cup, LOL. Do most of my betting on football, both college and pro, so I'll set up a second TV for the basketball game. But why not 11 a.m. moving into the 1 p.m. games? No one outside of UK fans and Michigan fans are even going to know the game is being played. Hilarious. Oh, it was horrible planning, all of it. The pandemic Mm -hmm. really ruined this entire thing, but I guess the contracts really had UK and Michigan by the, the cojones. And they kind of got stuck playing this. It was a horribly planned all around. There's going to be like 2,500 people there, if that.
1: Yeah, um, it's during the England game. Like nobody, there's going to be zero casual viewers.
0: In all fairness, though, they didn't know what time the World Cup game was going to be played, or even if England would advance.
1: No, they didn't. They did not. Uh, but what's what is going to be. I just don't know why they didn't shoot for 11 a.m. instead of 1 p.m. Because to that textures point, they they at least figured it out with a Gonzaga game, but I, for this one,
2: huh. I mean, I, there's I, there's no counter. I don't have anything to even play devil's advocate. It was it was horribly planned. Josh here, heck yeah, yeah TJ, time for media to really turn up the heat on that blue pullover wearing bozo. Half you know what coach, half you know what coaching job so far. It's uh, calm down. Calm down. You don't need to be it, like we cal can figure this stuff out. He has in the past. I just I, I think things should be better this early on in the season. The good news is this early on in the season in the grand scheme of things doesn't really mean squat. Uh we really want the Louisville regional. It'd be a missed opportunity if Kentucky's unable to get it, but they'll they the wherever they go, they'll still have a chance to win six games and and do everything that a UK fan would ever want. We gotta let's. Gotta be patient, but we can also call it like it is up to this point as well. I'm with you, TJ. I'm playing in bowl games mainly. I changed my opinion now that these guys are actually getting paid to show up and play, even though we can't say that's what they get paid for. I mean, we can, and we do. And if one of ends up, yeah, hey, I, I gotta get surgery. I wanna be able to throw or do the combine, and to do that, I've gotta get surgery today. That's a little bit of a different story, I, you know, but I, I'm just somebody. It's just my opinion. I'm alright hearing other opinions that you you gotta you make a commitment to your team. A season is when the season starts to when it finishes. The season is not over. And you need to see it through, assuming you're healthy. But the dude has been banged up all year. So Will Levis has given a lot for UK. And he's done a lot. And he's put his body on a lot. I like the dude. He'll always be good by me. I'm just, I would finish what I started. I wish the players would do that too. I think you have a lot of players in the past that have done that. Uh, finish what they started. I think Levis should, assuming he's healthy. But the dude has not been healthy all year, so it is what it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bash him too much if he doesn't end up playing. Like it sounds like he's going to. I personally would, if I were in his shoes. But easy for me to say. Yeah, uh, you're a flag football quarterback who would never uh, skip out on his team. No, I, I played in all all the games. I had a broken foot one, or like, a, I, I did something to my foot. I don't know if I broke it. You know. I think it was the same foot I broke at top golf. Maybe it was just a re-aggravated injury from that flag football injury. But I finished it out. And that is the exact same thing as playing as an SEC quarterback. Uh uh Kentucky allowed two or uh, Kentucky allowed six two point field goals on Tuesday. Yeah, the defense really turned it on, and that was good to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Real good to see. Real good to see. It's good Ian to counsel- hear
2: from our Oh,
1: go ahead. I was just going to say, even Cal's most elite teams have one or two games like that Bellarmine game early in the season. I know you said it yesterday, TJ, but the Michigan State loss is really skewing a lot of people's perceptions.
2: And the Michigan State loss shouldn't have happened. And I and I wonder what the perception would be if you hadn't lost that game to Michigan State because I, I – I... Do think you would have some people that just don't understand college basketball and don't realize that sometimes you just get beat on the road and sometimes you can kind of the game can get away from you a little bit on the road like it did at UK at Gonzaga. Not making, not saying that that's okay or that's that should be the standard. I was disappointed with it, but you the Michigan State one was just ugh. that was that was one you you
1: shouldn't you shouldn't have lost. In Michigan State was getting walked by Purdue when I, or not Notre Dame. Excuse me. I mean it was oh, like a twenty point game in the first half.
2: They, uh, they're not. I mean, they're an R.A. basketball team. Like I said, I think they're top twenty-five, borderline fringe top twenty. But they, uh, they could be. That's that's, Kentucky's better. They gave the game away. They absolutely gave the game away. All right, let's go to our last commercial break. We'll come back. We'll get as much into the Thornton's text line as we can. Keep them coming. 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky roll call. Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kim. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up, how to turn your unwanted change into folding money. Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on the radio. Down. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Thursday morning, appreciate you spending it with us. Roush, where do you go to get your favorite sunglasses?
1: (laughs) ShadyRays.com because they're the best in the whole wide world. Uh, Polarized, outstanding quality for a price that's not going to break the bank. And if they do break, they'll take care of you with a replacement pair promise. That's right. You mess them up. You break them up. Just say, hey, I need another one. You pay a small fee. Boom. They send it right back. It's outstanding, it's wonderful, it's spectacular, and you get 25% off when you use the promo code BIGX at ShadyRays.com. A perfect holiday gift. Try them out. Try them out today.
2: You will not be disappointed with Shady Rays. We love them. You will as well. We'll get back here to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, unless either one of you all have any quick hitters. Roush, it does seem like uh, the Liberty Bowl trending for the Cats.
1: Yep, love it. Absolutely love it. Bring it on.
2: Why do you love it?
1: Um never been to Memphis. So it's something new. It's something different. It's not on uh, New Year's Eve, so there's no conflict with the basketball game. Um, and the Big 12 opponent is a beatable one. I worry about Vegas going out and playing uh, a top 25 team like UCLA that's going to make it a shootout. You're just not going to be able to keep up. It could be a bad look.
2: No, uh, I, think, I think UK's talent with any Pac-12 team would – would make it very tough for any of those teams to score against UK. I wouldn't worry so much about that. The only team I don't want to really play is Oklahoma State because I don't think it's a game UK would get up for, and I think they're actually pretty solid.
1: Spencer Sanders has been pretty bad this year. I don't think they're very good.
2: They're kind Um, of moving in the wrong direction, I think, unless I'm mistaken, but that would be one good thing. But like nobody would really care about UK playing Oklahoma State.
1: Um, I would enjoy it. It would be fun leading up into Mike Gundy. no. The I'm other not. the other potential game would be Baylor. I mean, how many big twelve teams moved away? Eh, Oklahoma.
2: Oklahoma's been projected to the Liberty Bowl. I want no, I Oklahoma. Haven't,
1: I haven't seen those. If UK
2: okay. goes to the Liberty Bowl, it it'd be it'd be best for all parties involved if it's Oklahoma.
1: It'd be more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um I did look it up. Levis is six in UK history in passing yards. That's wild. Yeah, pretty crazy. pretty, pretty really crazy. Is. But yeah, I'd like to do Memphis just and there's also a part of me. It's best for the program to be in Music City. I just don't think it's possible. But it's best because the window is a lead into the college football playoff games. Um, it's in that noon slate, I think, on ESPN, uh, if not, and that goes right into the the two games that afternoon and evening. So that that's a huge window. But I I'll, I just don't think it's in the cards for the Cats. Ah, oh. Ole Miss is going to want it.
2: Oh well yep oh well And uh, you know one thing that like whether it's fair or not if you do you want to go to a better ball game win you win can, more games win more games Yep. don't, lo- don't lose to vanderbilt i think memphis would be fun though i think that yeah i think you could do worse i mm-hmm. I, I think but like a, the liberty bowl stuff like that i do just think is matchup dependent and i just i don't i agree with you where i just i don't know if you're going to be able to have a sexy matchup um you you say you're okay with Oklahoma State, Baylor would be all right, I guess. I don't know, but neither one of those are really over overly great. Uh, definitely don't make it Kansas. See, that's the tough thing with the Big Twelve. It's just a bunch of <clears throat> programs,
1: right? But you know, still so could be fun it, either way. It's it, like the only way I could see Kentucky matching up well with a Pac-12 team is if it's Oregon State in Vegas, um, because they're they're just like run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So it could be fun. Yeah,
2: yeah, that would be interesting. A texter says, Michigan's a pretty big team. I think a lineup of severe. Livingston, Toppin, Lance, and Oscar should do the trick. That's quit. That's gross. Michigan is a big team, but you're being facetious with that lineup. Baked is the second worst way to eat a potato behind mashed.
0: Worst text we've ever gotten to this show. Mashed (laughs) potatoes are the best thing on planet Earth.
2: It is a bad tax. I'd love to see the best ways to eat a potato, buddy. Mashed. Well, how do you dislike mashed potatoes? his
0: his answer would be french fries, potato chips, tater tots. That's probably the route he's going.
2: Tater tots are good. I
0: mean Agreed. french fries
2: are obvious. I mean, all of them are good. They're potatoes, but a good old baked potato, steaming, and then you put the cheese in it, and I don't need all the fixing, so I don't I don't get too over the top. But if you want to have like some bacon bits and stuff like that, great i don't need to put any sauce or ranch or sour cream on it or anything like that but you get the melted cheese in there and then you eat it like an apple and you scare your new girlfriend it's awesome it's the best
1: uh all right seriously we got to get to the bottom get, of this we read oh, this one yeah, yeah yeah already got that one yeah uh, uh what how trevor says tj's gonna talk nothing but u.s soccer then ask him about john y brown and fish sandwiches trevor too like keeping him on tap like i asked him about about Malik Cunningham, and he just talked about anything but Malik Cunningham. That's mm-hmm. just how Trevor rolls, man. That's how he does radio.
2: He also got a he he got into the studio around like two forty five, and didn't have time to eat his fish sandwich. And this was at four thirty, so he was just gonna have like an ice cold fish sandwich to eat later on. Whew. Sounds from like McDonald's or you know some fast food place. So it sounds disgusting. I'm, think- I'm also one of those two that I.
1: Uh... I think, uh, like I, I will eat it on the drive over to have it as hot as possible. I cannot stand when food gets cold.
2: Yeah, and I like I know how bad ketchup is for you. That's one good thing about when I do do that Roush, like eat food in the bag, as I don't go to town on ketchup. And I think to myself, like, well, if I'm going to eat something that's kind of fried or unhealthy, not adding ketchup to it is probably the way to go. So I, I don't have an issue with that. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm eating on the way home.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and that's why I rarely do. Carry out our delivery with things because I just want it to be as hot as
2: possible. Yeah, we do probably carry out too much, and that's one of the issues with them. You got to sometimes even mm-hmm. back up. Uh, do you all think Cal knows he's basically bulletproof with his job, and he's not putting in the same effort coaching-wise compared to when he first got hired? He may be a little older and not as like energetic, but dude is super competitive. He doesn't like losing. He doesn't like people. He he wants nothing more than to prove people wrong. Um, he's just it just hasn't really clicked at the times that it's needed to click so far because like last season was fun but when it mattered the most unfortunately it was at its worst um 2020 2021 was not fun but before then you know each of those seasons had great moments it just didn't have the the payoffs that we were having earlier on in the cal era and i think i don't think that necessarily can be traced specifically back to is 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 he into it anymore I think he's into it, but it's, yeah, like, I I
1: guess Cal cares, but there is just a – the game is different than when he showed up here
2: 10 years ago. It just is. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, I have a serious topic for you guys. Where's the one place that you have accidentally ripped loud cheeks? Like, you thought it was going to be silent, but you were sadly mistaken, and it was quite embarrassing. Oh, I get it because you said it was a serious topic, but then it ended up not being serious at all. Uh, I see what you did there, Plumly, bro. I actually
1: have a very, it it, it it didn't scar me as a child, but it's definitely up there with like one of the most roush moments of my life. Um, <laughs> So it's the Thursday after 9-11. We're having a special memorial service at school, and as, like, I, I see, you know, I see my... my My grandma, my mom walking to church. It's getting ready to start. Things get quiet right before they start playing the organ music, right? The the sound of a fart against a wooden pew is a very loud sound. Oh, yeah. Right in front of my teacher. It was like somebody just banged on a drum right before everything was set to get started. Uh, And everybody just, I mean, giggles everywhere. It was a whole... Whew, it was a it was a whole ordeal. It was so bad. I mean, I was only in fourth grade. My teacher cussed at me afterwards. He was ripping my ass so hard.
2: Wow. Yeah. It, it was. It was it, it was.
1: it was. one of those like, oh god. Everybody knows that was me. And I just. I mean, I just farted in front of hundreds of people before a nine eleven memorial. It was.
2: That really is bad. pretty disrespectful to the victims of nine eleven.
1: Yeah, I basically am a terrorist.
2: That's. Uh, that is. Uh, that's a good story. That, that's funny that you remember that. You know, the weird thing is the story <laughs> that I was going to tell. Bad was the same year oh back and in fourth I, grade I, I I was in fifth grade oh yeah, yeah okay so you'd be in fourth grade um I was in class fifth grade miss Holler's class and uh we I, I don't know we were having some sort of like free time where people were talking and kind of conversing it wasn't dead quiet or anything and I sneezed and then just accidentally oh. and, and same concept it was on like one of those old desks you know I'm sure they got cool. Fancy chairs and all the schools. Desk. Right, this right. One of the old desk, wooden desk, and you know how those bad boys can re—you know—they reverberate off off that wood in a big way. And the reason I remember that we were having some sort of free time where everybody was kind of talking is because after I sneezed and then it was like a <laughs> you know, like big big noise. <laughs> everybody just got deadly silent, and there was like a—it it seemed it may as well have been ten minutes, but it was really probably only like three or five seconds. And then the entire class. I felt like in the Grinch, like I'm sitting at the chair and I look up and everybody's just laughing at me. Like everybody's like pointing they weren't really like laughing at me, but they were laughing at that. There was a toot in class and I'll never forget. Miss Holler was like, now TJ, if you need to do that again, you just step out on the hall. I'm not going to get mad about that. And I was like, okay, Miss Holler, next time I accidentally debatably poo my pants, I'll be sure to step outside. Uh, it was not. Luckily, it was just. Uh, it was just some passing gas, <laughs> which in, involuntarily after the sneeze.
1: And and that uh, and we're now we're just telling fart stories. But
2: mm-hmm. yep, we very
1: are. similarly, I was at a friend's house. His cousin was a year older, and she had a couple of her friends over, and so I'm trying to impress the the older girl, right? Uh, well, this is mid growth spurt. I don't know. Don't, I, I have very little spatial awareness at this point. Very clumsy, a lot of falling down. Uh, that was the year I think I went from like five, nine to six foot. And then the following year, six foot to six ticks. So I'm walking down the stairs into his basement, holding in a fart. Can't do this around the girls, right? I'm trying to get downstairs to find like a corner to go fart in and then get back to the the socializing, if you will. As I'm walking down the stairs, I hit my head on the ceiling slide butt first six steps down and then as i reach the bottom of the stairs just let out another just incredibly loud fart right in front of the ladies and boy did i just want to go home right then and there whoo man middle school lovely time to get embarrassed
2: oh sorry i thought i was off mute yeah that's that's you, there's no bouncing back from that that's yeah. tough yeah. And uh, I, I was saying, Scoots, do you have any fart stories you want to tell on there?
0: Um, no, I don't have the memory that you all do. So, I, I yeah, I've been, I've been trying to rack my brain. I can't think of anything. I'm sure uh, there Texter, was something, though.
2: Gotcha. Uh, Texter says, it's good that Roush is starting to realize that he's a walking jinx and he's using it for good. There was only so many times I could see him downplay a team's hot start against the Cats before it turned into a, a disaster like Tennessee or Vanderbilt.
1: Oh yeah! As soon as I tweeted, uh, Bellarmine's off to a hot start. Cats are in the danger zone, uh, thirty-five to nine run. So you're welcome, Texer. You're welcome.
2: A Texer says you seems to be back, scooch. Congrats! Good thing we don't play you all because we'd get waxed. Somebody that doesn't understand college basketball, look yeah, at that I, on the
0: timeline. I think it'd be a good game. I don't. I don't think Indiana would wax them.
2: If it was at Assembly Hall, you know what? IU would have a chance to win by 10+. plus. If it was in Rupp Arena, Kentucky would have a chance to win by 10+. plus. If it was on a neutral floor, I agree with you, Scoots. should be a good game. I'd lean Cats, but maybe not with the way we've seen UK look so far, but I still think UK has more talent than IU. But we shall see. It's a great start for IU. I'm happy for Scoots. Holy Sharp. Uh, just, it's going to suck, everybody. It's going to suck all season. Oh, was he awesome last night? He had, like, a dunk that just – I mean, it's hard to get impressed by dunks nowadays. This one was impressive. It was, he's just a freak. Dude is a freak. He would have helped UK last year in a major way. And certainly, if the plan was to be on this year's team, this year's team would be totally different as well. Uh, such a disaster how that whole situation played out. Dude is an awesome basketball player.
1: Devin Booker ate a 50 burger last night in three quarters, too. Nom, nom, nom,
2: nom, 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 nom. Pretty awesome. Uh, why does it feel like everyone is way more negative this year, radio shows included? Oh, there's been some radio shows that will always be negative, but. Uh, it hasn't, you know, it just hasn't been overly appealing basketball up to this I mean, did, point.
1: Did, did we have to repeat all the losses Kentucky had in like a two week span? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, rough, it was a rough November for It'll the be big. Be all right, Michigan.
2: everybody. It'll be all right. That U of game was a lot of fun. Cats are going to beat Michigan on Sunday. It'll start to heat back up, guys. To be honest, I don't see our offense getting much better. Yes, some of the blame is on Cal, but honestly, don't think we have any great offensive players besides Oscar. He's all we got. I disagree. Maybe great. I don't know. Great. Is that a word? I never thought Oscar would be a great offensive player for what it was worth, and he has really turned into to a, to a special player. But just remember, well, this time last year, we were having some pretty similar conversations, well, and then things started to really heat yeah. up in December, and then boom, by January, UK was the best team in the country.
1: To go back to the the reason why people are negative, it's because a lot of the problems that we're seeing are not new problems. It's with a new team, but we, we've seen similar struggles before but so right roush
2: that last year's team it was in december that it started to click
1: yeah, yeah.
2: maybe you know, maybe maybe we'll have a similar trajectory. i'd hope so
1: especially for the wings because i think that's really the, the biggest difference right now is uh, you got a lot out of kellen grady and mints at times last year mm-hmm. and you haven't gotten a lot out of um like these guys right now reeves and cj
2: also, how off the rails was Trevor hosting Mike's show yesterday? Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, Patrick texted in and said, There's no dump button and the phones are stupid.
1: He said, There's a button that says dump, but I'm told it doesn't work. And Trevor does the show
2: without a delay. That's just like, that, that is just a dangerous life to live. It's really like, shouldn't be the case. Like, that's almost unacceptable. You got to have a dump button. Uh, TJ, do you also own a beat farm and have a love for martial arts and the justice system? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bears beat Battlestar Galactica. Nick Coffey said on his radio show that Kenny Payne needs to be like, go too soon, or sounds about right. Definitely oh, yeah. sounds about right. Uh, you got to show some life. You got to show some life. If he had shown any life at all, I probably wouldn't. I, I'm never, and you never fire a coach up for one year, but you also can't just roll over and, and just be like, I'm I'm not even trying. And it doesn't seem like he's really trying, unfortunately. Why is Scoot such a stick in the mud? That's a good question. I've
0: never been called a stick in the mud. I just don't like change. That's it.
2: You- <laughs> that's that being a stick in the mud. That's
1: That's what it means. Have you ever played stick in the mud?
0: I have not. I've played with sticks in mud.
2: Oh, yeah, that's Pekin's national sport. Absolutely. (laughs) Man, I was unstoppable in stick in the mud, both as the stick in the mud and as a jumper. Just really, real hops. Uh, I also think the 18 playoff is the way to go, but at least 12 helps reduce the amount of pointless bowl games. I got an idea about how to get players to stop opting out. Play games that matter. It's a good point. That is a good point. We got a John Tex here. John here. Good morning to all. Congratulations, Justin. Great victory for IU. I hope they still lose their next game. I wish Cal would have started back up the IU-UK series instead of starting the Gonzaga series. At least we agree on that, Justin. I guess it's okay they move the college football to 12. Hey, with the expansion of college football, can the excitement get to the level of March Madness for the tournament? We'll got to go talk to you later. It's a different breed because March Madness, John, you've got like three different games going on, and then you get three more games, and then it's just like two days. It's four days of just nonstop basketball and it's amazing so you won't get that aspect of it but the college campuses for a home college football playoff holy smokes that will be the place to be it will be important for teams to be in the top four in order to get a bye the other eight teams will be in a virtual elimination game in order to play one of the top four teams great point it'll work itself out it'll be great we'll have a great mm-hmm. time uh, good job for the college football playoffs a texter says uh, Pandora probably filed for bankruptcy during today's show. That's a really funny text. Uh, another texter says, TJ, I know you're a Ryan Corals fan. I, I I mean, fan. I'm not a fan of politicians, but I think he would do a good job. He, he's done a I've good job. I've seen you wear
1: at, your corals jersey out, TJ. Come on. Don't be you've, bashful. You've seen me doing the
2: Corral's chants throughout town. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you get a you couple beers more, with me and no, I can't defense. stop. Uh, TJ, I know you're a Corals fan. Thoughts on the Hyperloop for Louisville tweet after a huge story came out about Hyperloop has ghosted multiple cities. I'm not familiar with the ghosting multiple cities. I admittedly want to read more about all of this. Uh, but Ryan Corals, Rous, did you see any of this? I'm guessing no.
1: No, no. Um, I know, know I've heard of the Hyperloop, but only as like a concept, but never like actually becoming anything.
2: He wants to build tunnels throughout Louisville to like the most important tourist destinations to just make like that more appealing to out of towners like, Oh, come to Louisville and you won't have to worry about traffic. Cause they've got a hyperloop that will get you to Churchill downs from the airport in two minutes. You know, you'll land, you'll get your bags and you'll be at Churchill. You know, you wouldn't want to go to a hotel one would think, but uh, they, he wants to go to Churchill downs, the convention center, the airport and some other spots around town. It's total nonsense. It's never going to happen. He'd be better off just building uh, like you, ski lifts throughout town. Just have a ski yep. lift from the airport to to Churchill Downs if that's what you're looking for. It is total and complete nonsense. It's got to be just like a pub publicity stunt to get people talking about it. But yes, it's wild, Roush. It's a wild move. Uh, go look at his Twitter page.
1: Here's a bunch of money that's not going to do much
2: of anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You've, yeah. yeah, Louisville will be much like do, do a subway system if you feel like there needs to be an infrastructure to get people throughout town to stop cut down on traffic. And while I'm not crazy about Louisville traffic, it's definitely it's, not the worst. It's not All that
1: right. bad. Just fix uh, 65 in the Waterson and Gene Snyder and 64. Like if you fix those interchanges, we'll be happy. Traffic won't be as bad.
2: I All definitely right. probably shouldn't have gotten into that one. We're overdue. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow 7 a.m. This is Kentucky roll call I'm digging. I Nick just today. But I don't care. For me, something tall
0: and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane.